Coming up this week, off screen. Mission Impossible team face for Fallout. A young woman faces apostasy. We get to track in Edith. The dance movie genre is breaking through. And we face Ragnarok with Gods and Warriors. All those to come and more, off screen. This is. This is off screen. Off screen. Latest film news and reviews. This is Offscreen, the on-screen radio show. Ooh, welcome to Offscreen. I'm Van Cart. I am Case Allen. So, Mr. Allen, we're back for another week of cinematic uh, fun and joy and goodness and, uh, and only nice things. So, uh, before we get to the film reviews, box office top five, all the usual fun, uh, we, we have to discuss that bit of film news really quickly. Yeah, this is not a nice thing. This it's is not a nice thing. Rubbish thing. Uh, really rubbish thing, and uh, that's us, James Gunn. So, uh, yeah. yeah. D- do you want to tell the story? Or? Um, I can do. I'm going to try to do it without exploding or imploding or punching something or just, just getting angry. Me too, me too. That, I think that'd be a good idea. I think that's so a- um, over the weekend, or just before the weekend, obviously this weekend, uh, San Diego Comic-Con. Yes, so loads of new massive. trailers and things. And, yeah, yeah, loads, loads of big of trailers things. and stuff. Um, yeah, James Gunn was actually scheduled to be there, not for anything to do with Marvel or mm. Guardians or anything. Um, he was producing a new uh, horror film that I think is coming out. Oh, yeah, something <clears> with like uh, Michael Walker and Elizabeth Banks, I think, isn't it? Yeah, like yeah. like occasionally he's involved in these kind of horror projects, like Walker um, uh, uh, Expo, oh, yeah. which is really good. Um, yeah, so before um, he, he was there, he ended up uh, cancelling uh, because it was announced that he was being fired uh, by uh, Disney so would not be making Guardians of Galaxy Volume Three. Yes, that was uh, that was the news, and the reasoning behind it um, was because of uh, old old tweets. Yes. So let's let's get into the real meat of it, really. So okay. it was yep. um, a bunch of old tweets um, that have long been public knowledge. Hmm. Were public knowledge. Before James Gunn was hired to make both Guardians films, telling true, me. yeah, because he apologised once for them. He, he apologised before he even made the first Guardians that's film. The thing. We're talking about really dark edge humour, like really sadistic edge, uh, you know, amusing yourself for shock value kind of thing. Yeah, kind of humour. Okay, the kind of thing that you know makes certain comedians popular. <laughs> yeah, makes exactly. people like Sasha Baron Cohen really popular. Makes people like Roseanne popular for certain people more than yeah, her later. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll yeah. save that for the podcast extra we, can, we, can, yeah. we can have a discussion about that because mm. there's been a lot of similarities about yes, this and of course she started to wade Try in about this yes, yeah. how come people supporting him and not supporting me it's, mm. it's, it's a completely different situation um, yeah um, some tweets um, have been dug up by uh, a conservative uh, commentator I think is the best way of describing it called uh, Michael Chernovich Chernovich I think it is Chernovich yes. yeah um, and he basically did that because some point last week, um, Mark Duplass, who the indie filmmaker who we whose work we both know, yes. yeah, yeah, um, he came under some heat. Um, Did he? Twitter. I missed yeah. that controversy. This is where this kind of come from. This is oh. this is like the original seed. <laughs> this is Good this Lord. is what's launched everything. So Mark Duplass, he put something on Twitter that actually was supporting some conservative um, uh, folk out there. Okay, and he wanted to kind of it, 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 it was along the line of like. Let's have some bipartisan kindness in the world. Mm-hmm. And so he would, I forget the person, but he was trying to like put his support a little bit towards, but that person, um, yeah, uh, has, has been done for 
saying naughty things in the past. <laughs> um, and so James Gunn basically said about Mark Duplass, he was just like, hey, leave him alone, it's okay. Mm. Is, is, is a friend kind of thing. And then because James Gunn did that, tried to defend Mark Duplass. They've, they've spun it back around uh, on him. Torpedoed him. Right. So this is now a thing that can happen. That's that's concerning, and that's a can of worms now as well that's, that's been opened, I think, yeah. as well. And, so even uh, if you say anything is a joke, even if it's in poor taste, even if you've shown that you have moved on and grown as a person, mm. it's still going to come back and bite you in the backside, essentially. So it would seem. Uh, but uh, there is a petition underway, I believe, to uh, have James Gunn re- 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 rehired. Reinstated, rehired. Reinstated. And it was up to 200,000 signatures the last time. That was last night, I believe. I don't know what it is now. But, um, yeah, I think it's a discussion that is worth having, maybe mm. later in Podcast Extras. Definitely. I think we'll, we'll chat about it. We'll yeah, about because it. there's other stuff, isn't there? Well, yeah. things have happened in the last two days. Yeah, Dan true. Harmon, right? Yes, yeah, I, that one yeah. was... Yeah. So, um... We have a podcast edition where we get to talk about stuff like that. We yeah. normally do it at the front end of the show. It's just that it was really bleak news. news. Yeah. And otherwise, it was quite a happy few days for I need, film. I need, I need a biscuit. I yeah. Think. I think you've earned a biscuit oh. after that. I'm, I'm um, drinking my biscuit in my coffee. So, uh, podcast edition on iTunes, on Acast, on Deezer, on Cyclone. Um uh, the Spotify is coming soon, by the way. I said Spottycast. Oh, Spottycast. Spottycast. Ooh, that's new. Yeah. It's like a made-up thing for a dance movie. Don't worry, it'll it'll, it'll make sense later. Uh, Spotify, that's coming soon, apparently. Um, in the meanwhile, um, don't forget, you tune in, you get more news, you get the reviews we can't fit in the show, and you get the moment of Cage, because we love to end with just a, a quick salute to the, the thespian talents of Sir Nicholas of Cage. Um, <laughs> I've got a great one for you this week, don't worry, Case, you're going to love it. I'll give you a clue, Herzog. Anyway, on to the first review of the week, then. Let's talk mm. about um, Apostasy. This is a film written uh, directed by uh, Daniel uh, Cocatello, I believe his name is. Mm. It is the story of a family, a, uh, a fatherless um, mother and two daughters family unit in a British Jehovah's Witness community. And I... I can't quite work out where in the UK it's meant to be, but it has that sort of Lancashire, kind of somewhere Manchester, Yorkshire kind of way. Uh, but they're Jehovah's Witnesses. So at first you have this barrier to get over whereby um, you're hearing your old time, your old text being spoken in regular conversation, but with a broad regional British accent. And it's kind of jarring at first, but you do get over it. Um, our focal way in, uh, our focal point, our sort of way into this story, uh, is is through two sisters. The younger sister has grown up having had a blood transfusion due to anemia at a very young age. Uh, because she's had a blood transfusion, that's against the tenets of their religious doctrines. Uh, it's kind of a, a, a you know religious taboo. Mm. She has to live this this life whereby it's sort of a shameful family secret, what, like a, to... like a Jehovah's Witness kind of thing. Because they can't. Uh... No, literally that. Yeah. Fact, yeah. And uh, so she lives with this this scar. In the meanwhile, her sister reveals herself to be pregnant. Her sister has been going to you know, regular college, uh, studying, I think, hair, and uh, has come back pregnant. And uh, this results in a shift in the family and the elder sister being cast out of the community and just quite how they all function without one another. I have a clip. My art class has been changed this term. Well, you can't miss meetings just because of college. You're going to Jehovah's Witnesses. You never said... God is going to restore Earth back to paradise, how he intended it to be. She didn't want to know all that. Who's the father? It's a guy from college. I need you to start bringing him to meetings. It's not going to happen. What should I do? We must keep any necessary contact to a bare minimum. One more announcement this week. Louisa Whitling is no longer one of Jehovah's Witnesses. 
it's very dramatic and and really gripping it really it does take you really insightfully into this this community and uh, i'm not sure of the writer director's own connections to it but it's it it's a really well a well uh, structured and well designed and well well put together look into this this inner workings of this society this this community um i presume there must be some uh, very, at the very least family connection mm. down there you, you kind of got that you think so he has to have had some sort of first hand knowledge because it's really really well put together um, the performances in there are absolutely brilliant. They are really great performances all round. Sasha Parkinson, uh, Siobhan Finneran. It was a really, really tight, really gripping drama. And I did not expect... I, I started watching it, and I, cause I didn't know an awful lot about it going in. I started watching it, no knowledge of what it was. Apostasy, I, I assumed something religious. Um, and about ten minutes, and I thought, okay, I don't know where this is going... I'm gonna assume probably not well. I forgot it was because I moved for two minutes. And then, <laughs> and then, uh, and then it really, it just took me, it just grabbed me and, ran, and I ran with it. It, it was mm. great. It was a, it really took you where you didn't think it was gonna go. Great performance, as I say, really, really well produced film. Apostasy, See It Occurs on Cinema, it is absolutely brilliant. With the latest film news and reviews, this is Offscreen, the on screen radio show. And we're dancing early this week, Mr. Allen. Mm. Should we do the should we do the fun old top ten? Get that out of the way first. The top ten. Top I'll give ten. You the top, top five. five. I'll, top I'll five. split it in twain. I give you a five because <laughs> so, I, I got time. time. I got time. Half the time, man. Yeah. Number five. Pre purge. <laughs> Sometimes something so filthy about that as well. <laughs> um, the first purge I really liked. I think it's a really great little action film. Uh, you know, yeah, it was really good. Yeah, like had the whole Escape yeah. from New York kind of thing going for it again. Like these movies always seem to. Mm. And I think this more than anything that reminds me of Escape from New York. Because this one actually is on an island, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> Just because it's, it's Staten Island, so it's by New York. Yeah. I did, I, I really, I, was, I, I really yeah. ran with it. I liked it. I liked, uh, is it uh, Marissa Tomei as the... Uh, as yeah, the she's, she's only in it for a little bit, but uh, yeah. these, these things tend to just have, like, one star name, and then we pack them full with, like, really, really good actors that you don't, you just don't know yet. It's a good launching you know, platform for new talent. Actually, really good, the yeah. Series. So maybe that's why like, how they keep the cost down. They are just the graduating school Definitely. for up and coming yeah. stars. Like the, you, the guy that uh, plays is it Demetrius? Demetrius. You, I thought, that, you, Yolan, I thought he was really good. Yolanda Yolan. Well. Oh really? Yolanda Noel, Noel. I think oh. so. Yeah. I'm just going to not not have a surname like Cher. I think I think you would work as just case. Just case. Has anyone tweeted as good sir? At Valley Lemon says in conclusion, comma. Return space brackets. The first purge. <laughs> the first purge made me want to date a drug dealer who uses his dirty money for the good of a community. I will put his ass in danger just to save mine. And that's what Demetrius do. That's what Demetrius that's a, do. That, that's a man right there. Yeah. Number four. Life uh, finds a way. Post park. <laughs> the well, the park is gone. Is that not the uh, the, the the tagline for the new one? Yeah, and I don't know yeah. if that's meant to be like really like like evocative and be like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, they're out in the real world now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't care. <laughs> I didn't um, care for it. That's it. I mean, for me, it's it's that it's it's actually really similar to the Lost World. Except it's it's you know it's a an event movie inciting incident rather than yeah. just hunters. Not as much San Francisco. Not not as much no, but far more gothic manners. Yeah, and, yeah, that yeah. was good. I liked it. I liked yeah. dinosaurs in a in a big mansion. <laughs> yeah, something you don't see every day. 
Dinosaurs and Gosford Park. Like yeah. Gosford Jurassic Park, if you will. Oh, uh, this stuff writes itself. itself. Has Get anyone... me Bob Balaban for the next one. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone tweeted us? At art underscore Tillery says, A lot of dinosaurs died in at Jurassic World. I was legit sad. I haven't got time to say legitimately, though, have you? You're just legit. Number three. Post Die Hard, pre Die Hard 2. <laughs> Is that where you rank this? Do you rank Skyscraper as being better than Die Hard 2 but not as good as Die Hard? Actually, yeah, I probably would. I don't know, Die, Die Hard 2 for me. I mean, we're, we're going to digress and talk about Die Hard 2, so just uh, okay. get, 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 get on the plane for this. Um, yeah, it's just it's just a bit of a. Obviously, it's just it's a rehash, and yeah. Al's back. There's no Argyle. So, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. But, uh, no, I did. I really like Skyscraper. I know we had we had a good time watching it together. Yeah, it's really dumb. And oh, it really is, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It is mind-numbingly stupid at yeah. times. And uh, it lacks anything in the way of a decent villain. I would say it, ne- it needs a better villain. Um. Yeah, it's kind of just like henchmeny, but um... yeah. he feels like he'd be the sort of Carl figure. Yeah. Yeah. So Carl is now answerless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But um, yeah. I mean, he's, he's he's at least the lead henchman. Yeah. There is that. Yeah. yeah. And he kind of alludes that there is a bigger boss. So I th- I think the plan was probably you know there'll be a bigger skyscraper. What skyscraper to mezzanine? Mezzanine. Yeah. We've yeah. Got that. I don't think it's made enough money to get there. <laughs> no. There's been some talk about that. Which is there? a shame. Really. Has uh, anyone uh, tweeted us on the matter? At hot Lauv, I think hot Lauv, hot Lauv. Okay. Says damn skyscraper is a crazy. Yes, movie, y'all. Watch it. Fair. Number two. Incredibles number two. Which I loved. <laughs> yeah. I, Post-Incredibles I, one. Post-Incredibles one. Everything's post-apocalyptic this week. It is. Um, I really liked Incredibles 2, and, and I don't like it as much I like as it, I like yeah. the first Incredibles. I really Incredibles, like it. But I really, yeah. really like it. And that's only, I think, for me, because enough time has passed on the Incredibles for it to be, you know, a stone-cold classic. And Yeah, the only thing that lets me down a little bit, and it's not even let me down, because I didn't, I didn't have expectations that big, because mm. I love the first one. The only thing that... I guess it was a little bit underwhelming. It's just the whole villain thing, but it was also fun to see loads of other heroes. Yeah, yeah, there they, is that. But, Actually, but, yeah. There was like loads of fun kind of quirks and characterizations with them. I especially like the old man superheroes. Yes, was it was it reflux? It was called. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was just yeah. vomits lava. That was a really old school joke as yeah, well. I thought it was, it was great. That, had that almost Looney Tunes ish kind of quality to it. Had yeah. a very fifties uh, kind of thing. Has anyone uh, has anyone tweeted us about the Incredibles two? This person possibly has the best Twitter handle. I I've ever seen at Sparky Firepants. Excellent. That is, in fact, the best Twitter handle ever. You've, you've won an internet today. Excellent. Says uh, Incredibles Two was as good or better than the first. Exciting and funny from beginning to end. That's how you watch a film. It is indeed. Yeah. Number one. Mamma Mia too. <laughs> Which, because it's a Mamma Mia movie, is going to be in this top five for like 15 weeks. You know that, right? We're going to hear yeah. that for 15 weeks. Your, your paternity leave covers a lot of that. But... Every time I turn on Radio <laughs> 2, I've got bloody Cher singing Fernando at me. Oh, oh, well, that's kind of a spoiler for the movie, actually, but never mind. Anyway. Is it? And I, 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 know, I know there is a Fernando. I know who plays Fernando. Yeah, so well, I'm okay, fine with that. So you, you, yeah. can get, you can obviously piece that together yourself. Yeah. So I actually thought of Mamma Mia 2, it's a stronger film. It is a better put together film 
than the first movie is. It's, it looks better. Mm. It, it, it sort of plays a bit more as a, in an old-fashioned musical style than the first one did in a strange way. This feels a lot more ready and willing to jump into the musical at the moment's notice. Yeah, but they're still jukebox musicals, aren't it they? It is, so I, yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah. no, I just mean at the side of the first one. I always feel a bit of kind of, like, snobbery against yeah. jukebox musicals. I know you, I know you kind of have to, yeah. don't you, in a sense. But I'm a Rock of Ages fan. So the other thing is, though, the first movie had been a musical for, like, how many years before the movie? This feels less refined, like they had less time to polish the uh, polish the corners and get this perfectly shiny. This does feel like so. We've taken three years to stitch Cher back together. <laughs> Couldn't afford hey, Meryl for the whole film. I, I tell you something. Do you know what? If if, if I don't know, I don't know what uh, how old Cher actually is, but I, I assume it's past a certain age threshold. She's ninety six. Is she ninety? I hope I look like Cher when I'm ninety six. Probably yeah. sound like her as well. I probably, I probably will. Has anybody tweeted us about the Cher movie? AKA Marmia too. Yeah. Uh, Cher lives forever says mm-hmm. she's 72, actually. She's 72. Yeah, okay. that's, that's not what the person says. That's just what Wikipedia says. Fair, fair, fair. At Jilly Dimble, also a good name. <laughs> Cannot believe how amazing Mamma Mia, that's a weird spelling, how amazing Mamma Mia 2 was, was just as good as the first. Sunshine emoji, hashtag Mamma Mia 2, dungarees emoji. Ooh. That's that's slick. The grease emoji. That is. Oh no, hang on. That's uh, that's actually automated on Twitter now. Oh, so when you see too, it puts the dungarees on. And that's the thing they do now. So uh, really quick, let me do a really quick review for you. Then I want to talk about Tracking Edith, uh, mm. which is this documentary that's out. Uh, this is directed by uh, Peter Stephen Young, and this is this will intrigue because I never knew this story. This is the story of Edith Tudor Hart. She was a 1930s photographer, but she was also a Soviet spy. And it's about how her work was as became as big a part of her legacy as the fact that she was a spy. Um, again, story I had absolutely no idea about. Here's a clip. She's one of the very few women photographers working in the 1930s. These individuals changed history. She was one of the real stars of the KGB's English department. generally think that spies are like James Bond. They play guitar or they're very good with the ladies. Both my father and my stepfather have been accused separately of having started the Cold War. And in my opinion, that's probably better than having had a hot war. This is really, really intriguing. This is a, a fascinating documentary where they've talked to like ex KGB agents and, and Edith Judahart's actual own son. And it, it whole thing plays like this really grand story, like uh, like Tinker Taylor. It has that feel mm. to it. The way that the, the the tone is set, the way that the story unravels before us, does absolutely feel like Tinker Taylor, Soldier Spy. And uh, I I was hooked. I will give you that. I was absolutely hooked by it. Um, so yeah. I mean, absolutely. Check it out. It's uh, it's called Tracking Edith. It is out Friday. With the latest film news and reviews, this is Offscreen. The on-screen radio show. So, Mr. Allen, um, I, know, I don't know about you, but I love a good dance movie. Do you like a good dance movie? I've stepped up from occasion. You know, funnily enough, that was the last dance movie that I ever, I think, enjoyed as a serious film. What, like, what were they up to? Was it up to number five? Did they? I thought they were on like, I thought they got to six. Oh, maybe. Peter Gallagher was a bad guy then, wasn't he? Was it like a corrupt mayor? Oh, no, I think he was like a property tycoon or something. Yeah. Or something like that. Or, or city. <laughs> In Miami? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I think Miami, he was. Miami Heat? 
Might, might have been. Step know. up, step up, Miami, Miami Heat. Heat. That sounds like sounds like it might have been. Yeah, sounds, okay. like, sounds like a title. This is not a step up movie. It's it's, but it, it feels like it. Um, it's step too far. A step too far. <laughs> Good lord, that should have been the sequel. <laughs> so this is breaking through. This comes to us um, with a, with with a, a strange production credit over the top of it from producer John Legend. Hmm. Yeah, and I I hadn't heard about this, so I obviously I had to uh, I had to look into it. And uh, what I discovered was that uh, at some point in the last two years, uh, John Legend and the writer director of this, John Swetnam, got together and ran a uh, sort of talent contest for uh, American street dancers or, or just, you know, they, they're, they're not really street dancers, are they? they're just step-up style dancers, these kind of dancers. And uh, they were used as the actual extras and the actual acts within the film itself. So what you have is a basically the plot of Rockstar. So you have a crew who are trying to make it big and then one of them gets chosen, the, the star of it all, who's, who's Casey, Casey Wright, I believe, mm. uh, played by uh, Sophie Aguirre and... Um, she is chosen from this group to uh, be branded and go off on her own. And fame corrupts, don't you know? And of course, you've seen A Star Is Born. You've seen, yeah, you've seen all of these yeah. movies, so you can kind of guess where it's going to go. Only this time, there's a bit of an added twist. I'm going to play the clip, and then I'm going to tell you, see if you guess what the what the what the twist, what the additional element is for this version. I need to talk to you about something. That doesn't sound good. No, it's good. It's good. Nathan and I have been talking, and. We don't think we're doing enough. We just got 50,000 views. The likes, the views, they may keep adding up for a little while, but it's not going to be the hit we need to really launch you guys. It's plateaued. I think I know who can get us to the next level. Who? You. Me? You. What do you mean? You're the personality. You're the star. Like I've known it from day one. The others, they, they don't have the fire you have. It's a Black Mirror episode, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) We've got to get to a certain number of views. Uh, Funnily enough, you're not far off. Right, so the whole shtick, um, the the whole shtick that they've added to this is this is now aimed really at the same people that that documentary Generation Wealth was telling us about last week. Yeah. People who are obsessed with YouTube, uh, YouTube fame, Insta fame, and number of hits, number of views, number of followers. All this nonsense that doesn't matter in the real world. This is aimed at them, and it is played in earnest. So, the Rob Lowe figure, we'll call him. The manager. You know, just, I just go with Rob yeah, Lowe, because you, you always... You should be Rob Lowe. You picture Rob Lowe whenever yeah. you say sleazy manager, don't you? Even though he's doing all the Rob Lowe things, you know, from like Wayne's World, where he's actually corrupting, <laughs> is played so absolutely in earnest, because the people involved in the creation of this movie genuinely believe that stuff. And it shows. It, it permeates every element, every constituent part of this film. It, it absolutely is a film by Generation Wealth for Generation Wealth. Having said that, I mean, it's just it's not particularly any good. But I think it was because of that. I kind of just got into how awful it. and... Yeah. It does play like Disney Channel tried to make uh, tried to make their own own take on I don't know like something like Rockstar or or A Star Is Born, A Star Is Burns, A Star Is Burns. Yeah. But it does it does feel like someone that, w- that would definitely work as a, as a like a Disney Channel. Movie. Of course it would, yeah. yeah. But this feels like someone tried to do it and incorporate street dancing. Hmm. I mean, it's not the worst street dancing movie I've ever seen because that's uh, Nativity Three Danger to the Manger. But uh, isn't there a fourth Nativity? No, no, don't. What's don't. it called? What's I- it? Called? I forget. Nativity Rocks? Something like is that. Is it Nativity it? Rocks? Yeah. 
Okay. Well, I mean, th- this movie rocks marginally more than a nativity movie. I'll give it that. But um, other than that, it, it is really, really uninspired. Have you got a quick piece of film news for me? No. No? Okay, fair. I've, so, I've, um, got, I've got big pieces of film news, <laughs> but I don't want to dilute them. I don't want to chop them up. I don't want to give you, like, cube-sized news. All right, cool. Cool. So, uh, I'll do it later. So I'll tell you what I will discover, though. Apparently, mm. this is a bit, a, bit, a bit film trivia rather than news. Apparently, mm. uh, Steven Spielberg saved the Child's Play franchise many years ago. I didn't know this. I, yeah, I, I did not know that, but it does not surprise me. Yeah, apparently he was a fan. Yeah. And uh, he managed to secure the rights for them to make the sequel with Universal, and so Universal have co-funded them all ever since. Mm. And that's apparently entirely because of Steven Spielberg. So, could, you, could you not have just been like, here is a blank check? Yeah, I'd imagine even in like 89, yeah, he could have done that. Definitely. He could totally have done that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he hadn't already built dinosaurs back then, but uh, he was <laughs> just starting that's, that's to. real billions comes in. Yeah, um, I think he was starting to build dinosaurs back then. Because he, he is a billionaire now, isn't he? I don't know, is he? I believe so. I think he is. I think he's got like be. two billion or something. Huh, nice. I hope he does. Good for him. Good for him, sir. So, um, let me talk about. I've got to. I've got to type this into IMDb, right? And I'll explain why. Well, it's because it's so forgettable, to be really honest. But this is a film out this week of gods, <laughs> of gods and warriors, which is known outside of the UK by another title: Gods and Monsters. No. I keep typing gods and monsters into search engines and things I like that. I wanted to say it earlier. Yeah, uh, but it's off gods and warriors. Um, it's it mocked up on the cup post, it looked like a Game of Thrones type thing. It is known outside of the UK as Viking Destiny. Much better title. Right, it is, isn't it? Okay, this uh, comes to us uh, from writer-director David L.G. Hughes. Oh, so he's also produced it as well, so, so he you know wrote the fiend tune, sang the fiend tune. Triple threat. Triple threat. Um, it stars... I swear to God, I'm not making this up, by the way. It stars Taron Stamp, Paul Freeman, and Will Meller. Will Meller? Will Meller. Really? Yes, yes, Will Meller. Will Meller is in this movie. <laughs> I am going to IMDb as well. Okay, anyway, okay. So the actual star, sorry, I believe is uh, is is Anna Dimitri, or sorry, is the actual star. The story basically takes place in this kind of nondescript time period in which Vikings kind of were the dominant force in the world uh, but they looked and sounded like British medieval and they still worshipped the Viking gods like Odin and Loki Okay, um, what you've got is a sort of a, a classically uh, Ten Commandments style setup whereby the king has a child the same time as his his brother has a child mm. the king has a daughter the, the brother has a son they swap children um, because it is agreed that it will strengthen the kingdom against a foreign invasion. Years later, the king is uh, is killed whilst the daughter and son find out the truth, and she finds herself framed for his murder and forced to raise an army for her to, to proclaim her birthright. I promise you, it is even less inspired than I am making it sound with all the enthusiasm that my voice can muster. Here's a clip. Truth has one colour, a lie many. One true heir of Volsung is a queen, not a king. You flatter me. I came here not to flatter my queen. I came here to fulfill your destiny. A woman? The gods would never allow it! Maybe the gods can stop me, but no! 
funny thing is, actually, that the time is perfectly ripe right now for them to make a, uh, a female-centric uh, sword and sorcery slash them up. Uh, it, it seems odd, actually, that no one has, don't you think? Mm. It seems kind of... Uh, there must be one in production, at least one in production now, like a big-budget one. You think? Probably yeah. on Scar, Star Scar Joe, and, you know, who else, who else is there, really? Probably the Pin Scar Joe. <laughs> who, who else? Who else is the, the more than ScarJo? Who, who's more than ScarJo? Uh, uh, ScarJo playing someone <laughs> like an Evening December. <laughs> she is ill-equipped to play. Um, Very true. Anyway, I, I have a quote from uh, what's 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 his from, name? From who? Uh, from Paul Freeman. Yes. Uh, about uh, his role as Ivanus in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Okay. Power Rangers was a completely chaotic production. The producer kept me in prosthetics for much longer than I should have been, so my face swelled up um, so much that they had to stop production. They tried to cheat me out of the money. The stories about it were absolutely endless. In the end, you know, it was a perfectly serviceable kids' movie, and I'm rather good in it. <laughs> <laughs> I love Paul, Paul Freeman. Freeman. Um, he's not very good in this, son. No. <laughs> no, he's not very good in this. Um, actually, no one is, because... The script is incredibly wooden. Uh, the characters, even though we are like they, they are told their destinies. We are told their destinies. This is your role in the world, etc. Mm. Um, non, they never seem to quite buy into it to any kind of convincing degree. They don't really have an awful lot to work with. To be fair, it's like a, a statement of backstories every two minutes. But um, that's the, the the stranger thing for me. It 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 feels like it has far more ambition than it uh, than it has any right to have and you can't help but respect it for being that way mm. it's it's like sci-fi channel level at best the production value the look but having said that the ambition in there like when they've gone and decorated a room they've decorated a room like they re- they've really they've really decorated a room like i believe the inside of this viking cave absolutely this looks better than the jorvik viking center but you know I, I give them them props because there is ambition behind it i just think the ambition has got even away from even it. like the the costumes look pretty great on this poster yeah, a little bit yeah, yeah. but uh, she she looks like merida from brave <laughs> she really does will Mellor's uh chainmail is, is something um yes yes indeed yeah, Thomas Trump looks like uh, Mother Teresa. Oh, he's doing his best uh, Jor-El in this. Yeah. He, oh, he's Odin, by the way. Did I mention that? Oh, is he? He's Odin, and he's basically playing it like Jor-El. Cool. So it's, uh, which is kind of funny, because he actually did play Jor-El on Smallville. So, yeah. Good form. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, Of Gods and Monsters. That is out Friday. With the latest film news and reviews, this is Offscreen. screen radio show and we're back mr allen for one last ride and i believe uh we've got one big film to talk about now which you've seen i've seen i think a lot of people saw uh on on wednesday and thursday on sorry tuesday and wednesday and thursday night um so yeah mission impossible which one are we on now fallout this is the sixth one. This is the sixth. So, yeah, so, yeah mission impossible six fallout uh mission impossible fallout okay tom uh, cruise's uh, ran around the globe four times. <laughs> he has by now, hasn't he? This man has run around the globe more times than Wally West. Anyway, so um, Tom Cruise, now in his presumably mid to late 50s, hmm. is back as super spy Ethan Hunt. He hasn't aged today, so don't worry about his age. He's not aged today. He's still basically like 38. 
that's that's Tom Cruise forever now. Yeah. So, um, eternally 38-year-old Tom Cruise is back as super spy Ethan Hunt. This time around, Ethan Hunt has spent two years tracking down splinter cell remnants of the syndicate, who were the villains in the last movie, um, who have now unified under a new banner as the Apostles, a new terror cell, uh, with a sort of chaotic anarchist agenda where they want to overthrow the established order. And Ethan and his team must set out to to basically to intercept three missing pieces of plutonium before they fall into the hands of the world's greatest terrorists. However, they are going to be babysat as well, as you'll discover in this clip. What do you think you're doing, Erica? It may be your mission, but this is the CIA's plane. It doesn't take off without my say-so. We need reliable intelligence, and we need it now. Uh, this scenario is precisely why the IMF exists. The IMF is Halloween, Alan. A bunch of grown men in rubber masks playing trick-or-treat. And if he had held on to the plutonium in Berlin, we wouldn't be having this conversation. And his team would be dead. Yes, they would. That's the job. And that's why I want one of my own men on the scene to appraise the situation. Agent Walker, special activities. His reputation precedes. You use a scalpel. I prefer a hammer. My man goes when no one goes. So yes, of course, Henry Cavill is the babysitter this time around. And you remember when Jeremy Piven got that role two movies back? Because they needed someone yeah. to potentially take over the franchise. Yeah, when Tucker was, was bored of it, and he never got bored of it. Yeah, and then he just kept coming back, didn't he? just he? kept yeah. running. So, and well, Jeremy Renner's not back in this one, so... Yeah, um, he, uh... he was going to be back. <clears throat> was he actually coming back? Yeah, but then Avengers... Oh, of it was course. it was just a filming schedule thing, and Chris McQuarrie even said like oh. if he wasn't filming, we would have. Actually, that's funny yeah. because I was thinking the role that Simon Pegg has in this movie does seem to be a bit more broad in terms of his remit, and I do think well, that, I, I that found might that I found it. that about Simon Pegg and Ving Rhames' role, and yeah. they probably would have slimmed down them both and just stuck Jeremy Renner in there. That does make a lot of sense, yeah. doesn't and, it? And I think just... it would, I think it would have been fine, but also I think it's great. We just prefer them. Yeah, I mean it, it works yeah. as, as it is. The film works. The film is, is very entertaining. It for my money, the 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 Mission Impossible series got good. Funnily enough, about the same point that Bond kind of sank for me, and I think this took over as the glow trotting spy franchise for me. Well, that that's just after Skyfall, I guess, isn't it? Is it not? No, no, no. I'm I'm talking about like 2006 with MI3. Yeah. Like for me, it started. It's like then. I, I think for a lot of people, it started with number four with Ghost Protocol. Yeah, yeah. I don't know because I always viewed like uh, Ghost Protocol as a natural progression, but maybe that's just. Me. I'm, I'm, I always kind of see it as two separate trilogies. I see it as mm. one to three, and then we've got Ghost yeah. Protocol, Rogue Nation, and this. I think it's because there's the the Michelle Monaghan link, and the mythology seems to start in the third one. On third, yeah. yeah. I think it's because they've been bad robot movies since they've kept their mm, own mythology. That's true. Yeah. Um, but anyway, sorry. Beside the point. Uh, the great fun, really great fun. I think uh, it's it's the classic, big budget, practical effects driven action spectacular. Yeah. I think the last thirty minutes are amazing. They really are, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of sequences in this that you just you do find yourself wondering genuinely. I need to see how you pull this off. Yeah. And especially, particularly when you know it's actually Tom Cruise. Well, it, it can't be anybody. Yeah, but, yeah. It, you, you know, you have that guarantee. You have that seal of approval. I mean, I'm sure years from now it's going to come out that the Scientologists cloned Tom Cruise years ago. We, we've lost like twelve of them. Yeah, yeah. They, we they just we just replaced Tom Cruise. We put them in like a landfill. After yeah, yeah. Being it's, it's, yeah. It's the end of the prestige. That's exactly what it is. Every <laughs> yeah. time he needs to do a stunt, yeah, yeah, it was. That ankle was only broken for three days before anyone saw him walking around. They just yeah. didn't realize he was just, just drowned. It's a different Cruise. <laughs> 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 but oh my god, that's a comedy. Someone needs to pitch yeah. 
I mean, obviously not great. with yeah. Tom Cruise. Tom, but Tom Cruise-esque. Tom Cruise-esque. Yeah. yeah. Get Ben Stiller to do it in his uh, Tom Cruise role from the MTV Movie Awards. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so uh, yeah, great cast, great fun. Nice to see Sean Harris back. It's nice to have a returning villain, actually. Yeah, it's good, yeah. Sense. Well, it's, it's nice to have a uh, returning director. Yes, it's nice to have a returning yeah, director. It's time. nice to have returning female characters. Yeah. And a returning boss. It's crazy. It's it's bonkers. Yeah. It's almost like there's, there's continuity between yeah. these films. It's like they've made a sequel. Yeah, and um, they have. They've actually. This made, is like uh, the only time where it feels like a genuine sequel. It really does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In that, uh, I mean, and, and that's pretty. It's really enjoyable yeah. actually. In one sense, it's but now Sa- Simon Pegg's been in four, of four these? of these now. Yeah. When did Ving Rhames come in? Uh, Ving Rhames has is he from done two or three. <clears throat> no, Ving Rhames was in all of them. Ving Rhames, is oh, the of only course, person in, yeah. besides Tom Cruise, has been in absolutely every one of them. Yeah. But uh, and of course he's great as are the rest of them. Yeah, he's he's brilliant. Um, I I loved it. Yeah, I, I had a really great time. With it. It I had a really great time with it. Um, I mean, not, I I think it's like you say, he's, he's get better, Fast and Furious style. I like think you said that. Yeah. Um, for my money, like I think on a practical level, I think that is absolutely true on a production level. But yeah. I still enjoy, I think, that third one the most. But I think that's because really, I I love Philip Seymour Hoffman like as the villain and. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's a great villain. And I like but, the Abrams style. That's, that kind of, kind of hit the sweet spot for me. But that's me personally. I'm very aware it's not. That's fair. I'm, I'm aware it's not the strongest film. That's just because I really dug the Abrams tone with Mission Impossible. I just, like, it was a perfect y- yeah. match for me. Yeah, like especially after the John Woo. Yeah, you know, like we had that yeah, John yeah. Woo Mission Impossible. I, think I <laughs> yeah. liked the Abrams Mission Impossible. Too many, too many dubs. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I do, I do like how Philip Soff, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman is like Philip Hoffman. Philip Hoffman. Yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman. What, what, what is it he says? He's like, he's like I'm gonna hurt her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill her. And I'm gonna make you watch. Yeah, <laughs> but he does everything so, so droll. And yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely terrifying yeah. how he plays it. He's managed to make Droll scary. Um, but uh, yeah, so go come back for Sean Harris in this one. He's a pretty good villain too. Mm. Like uh, a genuinely menacing villain, actually, Sean Harris. But I don't... It's kind of weird. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to give anything away. It's great. No, <laughs> yeah. no. But I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was going to say it might have been... Yeah. Yeah. Might, let's, let's not... No, by all means, the Thanos demands your silence again on this one. Uh, so keep it that way. Yeah. Uh, but do see it. It is awesome. Um, are we are we going with Adam's Film of the Week? Is that what we're going to... Yeah. Go okay, so totally. Film of the Week. Not then. idiots, are we? We're not. Mm-hmm. Uh, apostasy, though. If you if Mission Impossible sold out, go to see Apostasy. Yeah. I mean, obviously, this that would be... this this will be in like six screens. Mamma will be in five screens. Yeah, so maybe the twelfth one, maybe apostasy. <laughs> if you go, if you go to a Curzon, and a Curzon will never have twelve screens. <laughs> uh, what does that have? Doesn't that have like six or eight or I four? Think, four is it? Four? Yeah. Is that, well, I think. Uh... It's not, it's not got a lot. I didn't realise. Okay, so, um, yeah, so next week we've got uh, fun to come. There is, uh, I don't know if you're aware, but there's a certain uh, much-delayed superhero movie out next week. Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> <laughs> how, how weird would that be? Oh, we're only five months away from that. I know. That'll fly by, you know. It really will. But, uh, um, and you're going to have a kid in that time, too. <gasps> what? What? <laughs> this is news. You finally me. oppressed it. So next week's what well, we've got uh, a Sicilian ghost story. We've got the escape. We've got Hearts Beat Loud with Nick Offerman. Can't wait for that uh, film. Kirstie Clemens. Kirstie Clemens. And it. Ted Danson. And Ted Danson, of course. We've got Damascus cover, which is a spy thriller that just looks fun. Uh, we've got the apparition, and finally, finally, we've got Ant Man and the Wasp next week. If I was the owner of 
a cinema chain. I feel like the first screen of like the midnight screen, and I just show like a repeat of like England losing at the World Cup. You know what? Yeah. I, I feel like someone will for like a, a really great YouTube prank, but yeah. uh, just tag us if you do. Okay, come on, with just just you know, pay it forward. <laughs> right. So all those to come add more next week off screen. Then meanwhile, this is the candy topic for on screen. I've been Van Connor. I've been Case Allen, and we'll be back. Just show me the way to get out of here, and I'll be on my way. You've been listening to Off Screen. For more news and reviews, visit onscreenfilm.com. Podcast extras. So some fun to be had this week. Although, oh no, it's not fun at all, is it? We're not allowed to have fun. Oh, why do the gods hate us? There's there's a lot of theories going around about the whole thing, and I've been waiting since Edvin came out to talk about them, basically. Well, that's why you have me and this show. Neither of us are actually in therapy at the moment, so we, we just have this. We, we need each other. Yeah. yeah. This is what we started doing this is like the, the podcast group. On, yeah. so, on sofas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is just a support group. I mean, look, because of coffee, there's biscuits. It's, it's a support group. That's what it is. This for, is what it is. cinephiles broken yeah. by the daily world. <laughs> Hi, my name is Case, and I really don't like Disney right now. Um, uh, but no, I mean, yeah, it's it's not it's not wholly Disney's fault for like kind of. You understand it as well, but you, you don't. Can, you can understand it. Yeah, you can, Absolutely. but you can't. You, you do. Yeah. But you don't. It's it's yeah. Because the the big argument is um, Disney being quite like hypocritical of mm. releasing films from the fifties, from the sixties, from the seventies, yeah. from the eighties that are very racial insensitive. Well, and very, they've, they've always very been aware sexist. of it. They, yeah. Because Song of the South, for instance, they never released on DVD for specifically that reason, I believe. Yeah. Because there was that, there was the optics problem, mm. and they were very aware of it. So clearly this is something they are aware of in their own history. Yeah. And then, mm. like, close to the time as well, there's, um, there's also a matter of uh, the Fox deal. And yes. what Disney need in order to get the Fox deal. Disney need... Government position. They need uh, government, government uh, uh, what do you um, call it? Uh, approval. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah oversight approval, wasn't it? Yeah, mm. which they're not going to get if they don't go along with some conservative punditry. Yeah, like this. Oh, it's it's a mess, isn't it? It's, it's, it's you don't it's really want yeah. to live in a world in which the director of Slither brought down the Disney Fox deal, but yeah. on the other end of the spectrum, you know, at the other end of the spectrum, you don't. You don't want him to lose his job because it's clearly not something for which anyone deserved to lose their job. Yeah. But, I, I ask. He, sh- he should have just got a slap on the wrist and shouldn't have been um, used as a head on the spike, essentially. No, is, not at all. Which but... is what Disney have done. We've been like, look, we need to buy this company. So The funny thing is, you know... It's stupid. The days that we've had... Because, I mean, we were, we were recording this on what? It's Wednesday today, isn't it? Yeah. Right, okay, so... We recorded this on Wednesday. It's been, what, six days since this has all happened? Mm. Had they actually just given him the slap on the wrist, the conservative outcry would have dissipated by now. Yeah. That that would have gone away by now. It, this is actually ongoing, so mm. it kind of tells you that that probably was the wrong move. I am just waiting for some mm. more stuff to come out about Michael Jevitz and yeah. Disney be like, oh, great, we listened to him. The, awesome. su- the support from uh, the Guardians cast members, I thought, has been great. Like they've all been really good about it. Batista in particular has been very outspoken in his yeah. support for uh, James Gunn. Like yeah. he's absolutely unflinching support for J- like this man is 
he, he knows. Batista, Rooker, and Sean Gunn, obviously, yes. have been the most outspoken. Yeah, they've been vitriolic. really like, this is and insane. No. Yeah. Zoe Saldana and Chris Pratt, however, a little bit more. They've been supportive, mm. but more reserved. More like mm. they are our boss. It yeah. seems. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Maybe if you're part of the wider franchise, yeah. you don't get to. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. Rooker's gone. Well, Sean, yeah. Sean Gunn, because his brother isn't there, he's probably not going to be coming back and wouldn't want to go back anyway. Probably not. I, I, I would assume that Batista, if he wasn't locked in for the next one, would be like, I'm, yeah. I'm not oh, you, can, you can barely get Sean Gunn back in the Gilmore Girls. I mean... You know. <laughs> Kirk was all over that. Was he? Yeah. Oh, hang on. No, it's it's uh, Melissa McCarthy I'm thinking of, isn't it? She's not in all of it, is she? No, she's in like a five-minute bit at the end. Uh, but that's okay. fine. Yeah, that's fine. You know, Suki forever, yo. Anyway, um, sorry, back to the point in question. Yes, this is the thing because you do sit there and think, you feel like if someone like Robert Downey Jr. tweeted something about it, yeah, someone of that stature, if it was Robert Downey Jr., if it was, God forbid, Chris Hemsworth or Chris Evans. Do you mean if we found out something about uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s past from like 20, I know, 25, I, 30 years imagine, ago, something like imagine that? Imagine such a he's, thing. Because he's lived a completely clean life up until now, hasn't he? Yeah. Never Clearly. Done never nothing, never no. said anything about people uh, of different races, ne- never said anything once. He's been a complete angel. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, well, and, and Hemsworth was, you know, an Australian beach bomb slash soap actor. So I yeah. doubt that he's been completely brilliantly behaved his entire life. Yeah. And, uh, well, Chris Evans was in Not Another Teen Movie, and I don't imagine you went through that sober. So, no. <laughs> true. <laughs> but Disney and Marvel chose James Gunn because he yeah. was someone out of the box, someone who was edgy. Someone that had that kind of sense of humour. I know. That's the part that really... Obviously, he wasn't going to be inserting, like, baby rape jokes into a Guardians of Galaxy script. No! But they wanted someone who had a harder edge. Of course they did. That's absolutely... And you remember when they announced it, we all thought to ourselves, the director of Slither? The director of, like... Trauma? Trauma, yeah. Huh. And, yeah, you're absolutely right. They, you know, we can't turn to people to, you know, lead the next sort of next edge of our pop cultural sensibility and then turn on them for things yeah. they did to get there. That, that's just completely wrong. I can't wait for the next ten years when Disney's just going to be completely censoring everything. I just, to be honest with you, after everything with Star Wars, it, uh, it, it it stings a little bit more, I think, to be honest. if it With everything, with all the directors going over at Star Wars every five minutes, this as well now, you kind of feel like, okay, this this bubble may be, if not, not about to burst, maybe compressing in on itself mm. a little bit. Did you see that uh, Ted Cruz uh, thought that James Gunn should be uh, put in jail for uh, for his comments? Isn't he the son of JFK's assassin? Oh, yeah, apparently, yeah. Oh, According no, to he? the fucking president. <laughs> <laughs> Just So hang on, the Zodiac killer told us that James Gunn exactly. should be put Oh, wait, according to the fucking president. <laughs> <laughs> no, that wasn't the Zodiac killer, was it? Did, did Trump call him the Zodiac killer? I can't remember that. Is that where that originated? I thought that was an internet thing. <laughs> That was an internet thing picked mm. up by him. Oh my god! <laughs> but he he started the JFK thing. Yeah, I remember he started the JFK yeah. one. I didn't realise that he'd run with the uh, the Zodiac one as well. Yeah. Hmm. But you know, a hundred thousand emails. So put her in jail. Oh, oh. good lord! That's the thing. I always remember yeah. when that when that number was read out, and you thought uh, that's that's not actually that much when you sit and think about how many emails like you send in an office on a day. Yeah. 
Like, because, you know, half of those will be sent and half will be received as well. We don't think about that one. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, shall we... Uh... I want happier news. I know, that's why I'm going to pull up the film news right now. And we're just... Shvidi, shvidi. We'll calm down, it's good, it's good. Yeah. So, uh, I've seen Will Meller play a Viking this week. I just... I'd see that. That was just... That was really something. And, uh... uh I don't know. Okay, so, um... Did you hear about this uh, this rumor, this theory this week that uh, uh, Charles Dance's character in the Godzilla sequel? What about him? Apparently, that's Tom Hiddleston. Oh, yeah. Is this? I don't know if this is confirmed now, and this this is the speculation that's going on that that's Tom Hiddleston because he does say, "All hail the king." Does Tom Hiddleston grow up to become Charles Dance? The age lines up. It does like I could see that. Yeah, yeah. It actually, in terms of the timeline, it, I, I wouldn't be surprised. No, but it, it would explain it because it does seem like there are a lot of characters to kind of have to explain who they all are. Why don't you just you know stop and have a couple that you already know? It's Kong set is like early seventies. Well, it's, it's Vietnam War. It is. I think it's yeah. seventy two. Is it Kong's War? I think it was like seventy two. Yeah, but so uh, say that Twiddleston is what thirty. Two or thirty-three in Kong or something. Yeah, let me just assume he is. Yeah, oh, total lineup. Yeah, it would, wouldn't it? That'd be cool. <laughs> That'd yeah. be cool. That's really, really good. Like that. that. You like I'm that? I'm a big fan of that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, you know that Ford versus Ferrari movie that's coming out. Oh man, I've forgotten all about that. Is this is this Mangold's one? I can't remember. Is this Mangold? The one with Christian Bale. Yes, I think so. Yeah, yeah, Christian Bale and Matt Damon. Sorry, yeah. Okay, because yeah. wasn't Michael Mann going to do one for a while? Uh, yeah, and it fell apart, I think. That I was going to so. be Christian Bale as well. He just see, really seemed to want to play Ferrari. Yeah. Like, that man must really hate that season of Entourage that begins with the, the Ferrari <laughs> uh, mm. uh, movie. So they've cast uh, Henry Ford in it, and it's someone you're really going to like, right? So Henry Ford II, right? They have cast none other than Tracy Letts. Oh, sweet. Yeah, Tracy yeah. Lights going to be in there. It's going to be awesome. That'd be cool. I love Tracy Lights. But, uh, uh, John Bernthal's in this. Did you know that? Who is he playing? I don't know, but uh, I'm, I'm intrigued. But, uh, hey. Yeah, so this is going to be about the uh, Le Mans Championship in 66, which I think we had a documentary about a couple of years ago as well. We have a lot of documentaries. We do, we do. Uh, do you remember Alex Ryder when they tried to turn that into a movie? No. You remember, like, two, like 2006 thereabouts? It, it was the first time we ever saw Alex Pettifer. <laughs> oh, I remember it well. <laughs> yeah? When Ewan McGregor was his spy uncle who went missing mm. and he went and found him. Or yeah, something. I do remember yeah. Um Well, that's a, a popular series of Anthony Horowitz novels. And uh, they're now apparently going to turn it into a high-end, mega-budget TV series. So the thing is, the movie was actually pretty decent. Like, it got slammed, I think, because it was marketing. It looked very cheesy when you actually sat and watched the movie. It was really good. Mm, it's Al- Alicia Silverstone, new kung fu. I mean, come on. I mean... What was she recently? She was in Book Club, wasn't she? She was in Book Club, yes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we're going to get uh, we're gonna get a, a series based on the, uh, on the Alex Ryder Stormbreaker novels. Um, what's better than Tessa Thompson? Two Tessa Thompsons. Ah, what if you could have Tessa Thompson and an Emma Thompson? Oh, Thompson twins. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's Thompson plus Thompson. Is this uh, for uh, Men in Black? Men in Black. Yeah. Yes. So she was in Men in Black 3 as... Oh. Oh? Oh, I think she... Yes, yeah. she was Agent O. And that whole thing in that movie was that she was Alice Eve in the 60s. Yes. And she was uh, Emma Thompson in 
the 2010s. Whatever the present day was so, when that film came out. I think... 2013, was it? I think so. 2012? So I think the implication is they might think that Emma Thompson is in her 70s, which... What a world. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she'd have to be minimum 70s. I mean... Yeah. I'm sure a lot of 70-year-olds would love to look like Emma Thompson. I'm, mm. I'm a 35-year-old man. I'd kill to look like Emma Thompson. Anyway, I think she's got sass, man. You can't buy that. You can't buy that sass. She's man. the best 35-year-old-looking man I've ever seen. She, she is. She's an amazing 35-year-old man. Yeah. Right. Um, so, yes, uh, Agent O is, going to, is looking to return in the upcoming Men in Black uh, Untitled uh, reboot call, isn't it? Yeah, what are they going to call it? I don't know. I quite like the cast of it. Really I feel good. like yeah. they're going to come out and call it MIB. Right. Ooh, crazy. Yeah, I think they did do something like that. You know, in that way that, like, Star Trek 2009 is just Star Trek. And, yeah. Because yeah. you can't think of anything else. Yeah, I feel like they'll do something ridiculous <laughs> like uh, MIB. Um, so the head of uh, MIB UK is Liam Neeson. That's been, been confirmed. Liam Neeson. Right. So Tessa Thompson, as oh, is not leading the branch. She'd presumably just be visiting or helping or something. Or... Oh, maybe, yeah. Because yeah. she's, she's leading the branch in Men in Black 3. Yes, she's leading the the New York. So maybe like she's oh she's leading the New York. Branch. She's leading the New York branch in in, the, oh, right. in Man about three. Yeah, so she might just be coming over. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, huh. I'm interested to see a UK branch. Yes, I am as well. I mean, I'm interested yeah. to see Chris Hemsworth play like a British action character. That's going to be weird. But, is he going? Is he going to have full British accent? And he can do British. He can do British. Yeah, but until we know Tessa Thompson can do British. Yes, we do. So either can do it. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, Liam Neeson, we don't necessarily know, can be British. He's definitely going to be Irish. <laughs> I think he's, he's pretty much definitely going to be Irish, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, can we just talk, speaking of access play, can we talk about that trailer we watched earlier for the Dave Bautista, Pierce Brosnan action film? Oh, yeah. Uh, final score. Final score. Die Hard. Is it, is it final or full score? No, that was final. Final score. That was final. Yeah, yeah. So it's Die Hard at West Ham Stadium. Yeah. Brilliant. I'm in. Okay. I'm and in. Dave Bautista is John McClane. Yeah. And for some reason, he has a Russian Pierce Brosnan sidekick. 35,000 people, 90 minutes, no extra time. That's phenomenal. Isn't it? And the bad guys are the Punisher. And the bad guys are the Punisher. The bad guys are Ray Stevenson from Punisher Warzone. But, yeah, uh, a bald Ray Stevenson. A bald, yeah, that's how you know he means business, yeah. man. Yeah. It's the opposite of his character from uh, <laughs> the four films. Oh, clearly. <laughs> yeah. um, right, something I didn't know they were remaking. Enter the Dragon. Oh, yeah, I had heard about this. This It's got a director. A director who, whenever they're remaking something or creating a new franchise, it's just him. Thank you. It always I'm is. Glad someone else has said it. Because what, what else God. What else has he got lined up? What else has he got? Go to his IMDb. <laughs> and, and the other one, Chad, what's his face? Chad Stahelski. Yeah. David Leach and, and, and Chad Stahelski. Ends with Dragon Reboot. Yeah. Give it to him. Give it to Highlander. him. Highlander. Yeah. yeah. Give it to the other one. <laughs> <laughs> It's true, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. Like, how many things is David Leach attached to? Let's have a look. Let's have a look. I mean, it, it has gotten silly lately. I mean, it really has. I mean, we've we now gotten to the stage where he must have four or five things back to back in the pipe. Hmm. But I don't. I, I can't remember them all offhand. Well, it's because he was also uh, announced as doing the Hobson Shaw film. Yes, he was. So that, that was like a fortnight ago, or something. Well, I think I think it was a bit longer than that, but um, yeah, that kind of started it off, didn't it? it was just, <laughs> Like, oh, of course he's doing that. Yes, yes, indeed. But, uh, oh, it's... It, oh, yeah, he got announced for The Division. Oh, the Tom Clancy one, yes, yeah. that was him as Top well. Sure, Division, Enter the Dragon. What's uh, Chad Stahelski doing? Chad Stahelski, oh, off the top of my head. 
I love that he did stunts for like Matrix and. Oh, I know it's great, isn't it? It's just a, Captain America. It's just such a cool part of their uh, their uh, little uh, backstory, isn't it? There's some great stuff actually this week when you start burrowing under the news. Yeah. Well, um, uh, Chastahelski's doing the next John Wick. Obviously, he's doing oh, uh, John Wick Three Parabellum. Then he's I hate got that title, by the way. Do you? I don't mm. mind it. It's all right. I kind of wish it was just another. Chapter, chapter three. three. Chapter three. What happened to that? For, oh, the final yeah. chapter. If you really mm. want to be inclusive about it, he's got a film called Analog. See if anyone, no one's Analog. touched that. I'm not sure about that one. No. Uh, medieval Sandman Slim. That sounds awesome. Okay. What else we got? Rain, which is a TV series with Keanu Reeves, oh. who will play John Rain. <laughs> Yes, I heard. Remember, we had that conversation. <laughs> yeah, when, we did. When, yeah, he had he's played so many Johns, yeah. master of like a dozen Johns. Yeah, all the Johns. Um, Highlander, kill, of course. Kill or be killed. Yeah, so many. Yeah, he's yeah. attached to Highlander, wasn't he? Yeah. All right, I got something. This is a bit of film news you're gonna like. So you know, Kevin Smith's sort of active again and like trying to do stuff once more. Yeah. And, you know, because he kind of slummed it for like a really long time and then had a heart attack. And so I think we finally got the old Kev back. Um, so he's doing Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Apparently. This was announced long before. I know, no, 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 no. I know that. I know that. I know. But uh, we haven't heard anything about it in a long, long time. All we knew was Jay and Silent Bob discover that their comic book characters, the movie adaptation of their comic book characters, he's getting a reboot. He's getting a reboot. So they're basically doing Go, the first doing the film same again. thing yeah. again. Yeah, doing exactly the same Which thing. Which is kind again. of a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Why not? It, they did it four times for the Shrek series. So yeah. just, just repeat the pattern. Right. So apparently now it's confirmed it is going to begin shooting in November. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's, that's good for, for Kevin Smith film. That's really good. <laughs> Whenever he gets confirmed to shoot, I, I, I breathe a sigh of relief because this man goes through more projects than Del Toro. But, yeah, uh, I mean, well, he, he makes a lot of money with just being on the road and podcasting and stuff. Yeah, I know. So, I know, um, I know. And I, I think a lot of issue is just getting financing for a lot of projects. Well, it's not like he can ask Harvey anymore. I mean, that's well, that's, that's not hard. Not yeah. that back in for a long time. I know, but yeah. uh, okay. So um, apparently, and this, this is what, this is what I really enjoyed. It's going to have three. Um, Three of his chums appear in it, in much the same way that his chums appeared in the first movie. Yes. Three of his new chums, however, would be Grant Gustin, Carlos Valdez, and Tom Cavanaugh. Yeah. A.K.A. Barry Allen, <laughs> Cisco Ramon, and H- Harrison Wells. I almost called him H.G. then. Yeah. From The Flash. <laughs> Wells, Harry, H.G., H.R., whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Every version. Reverse Flash. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Eobard Thorne. That makes sense, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so those three are going to be in the film, apparently. And I was listening to him um, earlier today, actually. He was saying that he met uh, Jamie Lee Curtis at uh, Comic-Con. And she said, um, just cast me for anything. (laughs) And then I think it was Ralph Garman. It was Paulo Babylon. So Ralph Garman Mm. said, why don't you try to get her for reboot? And then Kevin Smith was like, yes. So, yeah, maybe, maybe she'll turn up. That That'd would be, be cool. awesome if Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis, given that she's going to be in a reboot this year... Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. It's kind of perfect. That um, would kind of oh, work, actually, on that note, I've not asked you about this. Go on. Did you notice in The First Purge, yeah. there were two very clear posters for the new Halloween film? No, present I did not. in first per- yeah, I like in, in the first five minutes, you're in someone's bedroom. Yeah, and you turn around and it's one of the new Halloween posters. Ah, which is obviously Blumhouse. I mean, obviously, it's going to have been planted. Yeah, yeah. Of course. I mean, genius. Yeah, that's yeah. really clever, actually. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> I, speaking of which, by the way, I I, I was watching. 
a, a film that's out in two weeks' time. Okay, last night. That's all I'll say. So watching a film that's out in two weeks' time. Can you, can you tell me off air? I can tell you off air. But there's like a, a little Easter egg in it. I'm sure it's just meant as a little cute thing. This little Easter egg. Winds up revealing the ending of the movie. Huh. If you stop to think about it for even a second. Yeah. Absolutely ruined. Well, so it's, it's a post-credits... No, 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 absolutely. No, it's a little, it's there. Like the very beginning of the film, there is this little, just weird little Easter egg nod oh, right. to something. And then as you, as the plot goes on, that actually is the plot. The plot, right? Yeah. And you're like, ugh. I want to know what this okay. Yeah. You probably do want to see the film I'm talking about, to be fair. So I'll, I'll be careful not to actually spoil it for you. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> what else have we got this week? So, uh, uh, Top Gun 2, Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Jennifer Connolly. Two Top Two Gun. Yeah. I mean, it is if it's got Jennifer Connelly. But, uh, I feel like I've not seen it for a while. I do as well. I mean, she was in Spider-Man Homecoming, so to speak. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's the voice. Voice of the scene. Uh, That's very cool. Yeah, so this is the thing, though. Do you know the role she's playing is basically the same role that sort of Rocky's uh, female lead had in Rocky Balboa, hmm. which is she's going to be like the owner of the local bar and she has a kid. Right. You know, and, and she's Maverick's love interest. And you're like, oh, okay. okay. So Meg Ryan's not coming back then. That's what you're telling us. No. <laughs> okay, that, that's fine. We're not getting Meg Ryan back. It's fine. Um, so David Leach, yeah, Enter the Dragon. That one blew my mind. I just don't know why you'd remake Enter the Dragon. Leave that where it is. It's perfect as is, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the music's amazing for that film as well. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, but uh, oh, oh! Music in uh, Mission Impossible Fallout, by the way. How good is that? Yeah, who did that? I, is, I, is, it, is it? I forget now. Hang on. It G- begins with L. Chikina again. No, no, it's not. It's not. He's, he's I thought done it was. I, I actually did think it was. But uh, yeah, I tell you, have you seen that gif? By the way, of how when he pumps his fist in the bathroom scene, uh, Henry Cavill's beard changes shape and he gets a shirt pocket. No, I've not seen it. We're not, oh, and the shit actually it. changes colour. Amazing. Yeah, that's actually a thing. Yeah, we were stood around waiting for the film to start last night. Kelly and I had a, a good good laugh at it. <laughs> but, uh, by the way, Kelly, I thought it was great. Kelly was really not a fan of the actor they've got playing young Colin Firth in uh, Mum Mia 2, by the way. Oh, wait, oh, did you go see it together? Yeah, well, we did oh, uh, nice. We did the film I'm not going to talk about on air, and then Mum Mia 2, and then uh, 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 Mission Impossible together. Was what? I need to know. I will tell you off air. That's how this is going to work. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just trust the madness, okay? Where's, do you know, INDB shifted the composer credit down into the actual sound credits. And now I can yeah, I'm trying to find it, it as well. Uh, hang on. Uh, oh, uh, composer. composer. Got it. Oh, why do I know that name? Who was it now? Uh, Lorne Balf. There we are. Thank you. I, I don't know offhand because INDB won't provide me his uh, his 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 these old lumbar figure. Uh, Sherlock Holmes Game of Shadows, apparently. Mm. That's his his primary one that's listed on here. Oh, Inception. Okay, there we are. He's worked on Inception. So he's worked with Hans Zimmer then, because Hans Zimmer did both Sherlock's, I believe. Yeah. So that uh, that makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, he's always credited as music department. He's never actually a composer. So this must be him breaking out on his own. He did. Hurricane Heist. Did he? He also did Megamind. But, uh, did Studio 54, that documentary one. Oh, that documentary yeah, I really enjoyed. Ah, yeah. oh, I like that. Cool. <laughs> but yeah, his Mission Impossible Fallout work is great. What? Man did Geostorm. Man did Geostorm? Yeah. That man knows class. <laughs> um, when you were a kid, did you ever watch uh, Carmen Sandiego? Yes. 
Did you love comments? Like, I love yeah, that show. Great, yeah. But uh, you, well, you know that live action movie they're doing with Gina Rodriguez? Yes. Um, they've, they've got Mark Perez, who's credited as the screenwriter of Game Night, to write it. Oh, that's cool. So Game Night was really fun. Game Night was really fun. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, was, I thought uh, uh, Goldstein and... Jonathan Goldstein... Oh, uh, the guys that did in the Flash film. Yeah, I thought they wrote Game Night, because they directed it, didn't they? Did they not write it as well? I thought they did. Maybe they share a co-writing credit. Yeah, maybe they do. Yeah. Yeah, what were their names? John John Francis Daly. John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein. That's it. There we are. Thank you. (sighs) Came to us eventually. Uh, One final bit. This is not strictly uh, uh, a bit of film news per se, but it's cinematic enough, I think it's cool. So, the Jack Ryan series that we're getting... Yeah, with uh, John Krasinski. John Krasinski. Yeah. I didn't realise this. I, I This information had bypassed me entirely until the other day. It does feed on to something. I didn't realise that they've planned this for several seasons, and every season is one threat. It's one story. It's basically the new 24. That's cool. To which my immediate response is, oh, God, let me have this series right now. Yeah. I miss 24 so much. Hold me, mummy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, um, they're they're already in the process of making the second season. Despite they've already started it. They've already started Bold. Uh, the, the, the process of making the second season. So much so that it has a new cast member for its eight-episode... Uh, is it eight-episode? Hang on, the first season is eight episodes. I think I remember reading the second season was slightly longer. And uh, who is this, Pratel? Right, you're going to love this. <laughs> to play a German agent... Numi Rapace. Nice. Yes. Numi Rapace is going to be in this spy series with John Krasinski. I'm in. I'm sold. This is going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm down for that. Yeah, I totally am. Yeah. But, uh, oh, um, unrelated as well, by the way. Apparently, they are finally going to sell a recording, a Hamilton recording in 2021. Yeah, I read about this earlier. Has someone broken this to your wife yet? I, no, I'm going to tell her later. Um, I might wake up with the news tomorrow. <laughs> you just wait until you have an argument next, and then if you want to resolve it, you should be like, there's a Hamilton recording. Or if, or if it's something that I really want. I'll just, <laughs> well, obviously, the recording's been out for a while, like the, the actual yeah. audio recording. Yeah, yeah, sorry. But there was an actual film version. Yes. In 2016, before like the original cast all went the separate ways mm. and stuff. And it's now part of a big bidding war to see. It's just never surfaced, has it? It's exactly. It's, yeah. yeah. Well, it's 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 been there. It's just um, we, we want it to be like exclusive um, to the stage for a while, I guess. Well, you know, I, yeah. To be honest with you, I don't well, think that's going to be. I mean, I don't that's that's we're only getting the Wicked film next year. Well, yeah, true. I mean, if that just kind of tells me they have no faith in their own longevity. You don't see Les Mis shutting down, do you? Well, how long did it take for a Les Mis film of that size? Yeah, but we had a film, a, a released version on VHS in the nineties, though, didn't we? Yeah, but it wasn't a musical one. Was that not the yeah. musical one? The one with uh, uh, Liam Neeson and Jeffrey Rush now? That's, uh... Oh, no, no, I don't mean that one. I mean that double VHS thing that my grandmother had. It used to come in the extra wide... Do- yeah, yeah was... but that's still just for 10th anniversary. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. That's the one that, like, every- we've got it. We've got it down there somewhere. Oh, have you guys actually got... Oh, the 10th anniversary, the 25th anniversary. Yeah, it's 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 huge. But um, there was a Liam Neeson, uh, Uma Thurman and Jeffrey Rush one. Yeah, I think it was yeah. like a, a made-for-TV version or something, maybe. I think it, it wasn't just made-for-TV. It was a proper film, but yeah. it wasn't a musical. Huh. And, um, yeah, there's another adaptation coming out on BBC later this year. Um, with Eddie Redmayne, n- thank fuck not. No, he's already been in one. <laughs> he's already been in he's one. He's been in one. He's Marius. <laughs> um, no, he's got a, a David Oyelowo. Oh, nice. Uh, Javert. Oh, okay. Uh, I think James Purefoy 
is playing. Well, I'm, I'm a big fan of James Purefoy. I think it's James Purefoy. James Purefoy was who I always yeah. wanted to be uh, the saint. That's a good choice. Yeah. Yeah. And I think at one point I actually did get cast as the saint, like years after I'd said it. And I was like, overjoyed. Yeah. And then months went by, nothing happened. It turned out the BBC just quietly cancelled it. <sighs> BBC. I know. I mean, the amount of crap I have to put up with the BBC for my licence fee, and they never even actually make anything I like. I get, like, what, eight episodes of Doctor <laughs> Who this year? Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know. What's wrong with people? Worse. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, interesting with film news. I do, however, though, have a very funny moment of case to send you away with, oh, yeah? if, if you'd be so inclined, sir. Absolutely. On which case, here it is, your moment of case. Excuse me, could you tell me how much longer that's going to be? Just... Hello, miss! I'm a lieutenant in the police department. I'm in the middle of a homicide investigation. Can I get my prescription, please? Do you see I'm on the phone? Hey, you can't come back here. You got me waiting 30 minutes so you can make a personal phone call. Security, security department, security department, please. This is it. This is it. Come on, guy. Police emergency. This is it. You know, cop. What's that look like? Then why are you acting all crazy for it? This is uh, $23 with my copay, right? Here's 40. Get everybody a drink. Get out of my way.